Psalm 37, 4 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Sometimes as human beings, we let our current circumstances dictate the validity of our dreams and desires and our calling. We often forget that when we were created in his image, it was his design for us to be fruitful and to multiply, for us to make his glory and greatness known everywhere we go. He is the author of our dreams, our visions, and our desires. He wants us to believe we have permission to live life and to live it to the full. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, welcome to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. So good to have you back. You guys keep tuning in. Partially not real sure why, but I think it has something to do with Scotty Tilly being on the other end of this thing. So thanks for joining us. We're going to have a good time. Scotty's back in the house. What's going on, Scott? What's up, guys? Hope you all are doing well. Feeling blessed. A lot of stuff going on. Um, the... The week, the month, the uh, the summer has just been crazy busy, man. Um, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be here. I heard Ryan's uh, some of Ryan's testimony last week. Talk about fire, man! That guy is amazing, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a he's a big giant sweetheart too. So that helped. <laughs> he's a great cook him. too. He's amazing. Ooh. Absolutely. So, man, we're uh, I think we're getting close to being to not having to do this business stuff every single time because most of you guys know what it is and we put it in the show notes at the end every time but we're going to do it right here so shout out to building solutions they are amazing they continue to support us uh, encourage us brian marshall and the crew check yeah. them out for all of your building and construction needs bldgsolutions.net here in dodge city kansas uh, they will hook you up also, we really want you guys to continue to rate, review, subscribe to whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Overcast is a new app that I got introduced to. Whoa. And the iTunes app. Go rate and review us. And then you can always send us your questions and your comments to thekingdombringers at gmail.com. That's thekingdombringers.com at gmail.com. Scott, I was telling him last week, I really want to have a, a question and answer episode mm. sometime. Yeah. So in order for that to happen, we've got to have some questions. Yeah. So shoot us your questions at the kingdom bringers at gmail.com. And we'd, uh, man, send us your phone number. If you need a phone call, if you need a email back, if you need something, if you need prayer, let Anything. us know. Yeah. We'd love to be able to communicate with you guys. Darren's got deep pockets, so oh, if man. you need money, I got he... most of my pockets, and this is a true story. <laughs> I'm finding out that most of my uh, like mesh shorts have holes in the pockets. <laughs> I literally lost my phone like three times this weekend because I just put my phone in my pocket. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you can lose it three times, but I found it, so maybe so. I don't know. Anyway, it was lost, but then it was found. Yes, three times. I went to Lake of the Ozarks this weekend. Dang! 
It's uh, we were about an hour north, I believe, of Table Rock. Mm. I don't know if you heard about that boat duck boat yeah, accident. That's horrible. So that was that night we showed up to Lake of the Ozarks and storm. We were actually pretty well protected from the storm, but it came through that night when we were sleeping and it was that same storm that, yeah, mm. it was kind of a crazy time there. It, um, we're like literally on the lake on this house and watching these news stories about the, the duck boat at Table Rock. Mm. Not good stuff, man. Not good stuff. But I had a really good time. It was a bachelor party for a friend's brother. And me and this friend uh, this friend invited me to go so that he wouldn't be the only person not getting completely trashed. <laughs> and that's exactly how it panned out. <laughs> we were the only ones there not getting trashed. And I'll be honest, I had a really hard time that first night. We're sitting around a table. These guys are getting wasted, plastered, uh, crazy, stupid debauchery going on not kidding and i just felt very uncomfortable like Mm. my old man was coming back to where i used to grow up like judging that stuff big time Mm -hmm. like a lot of judgmental stuff in regards to drinking and that was kind of rearing up a little bit i had a really uncomfortable time and wasn't really enjoying myself and i woke up friday morning and i felt like the lord was just telling me that I was there to be a servant. Yeah. And so so I woke up, I went outside, and there's about a hundred some beer cans on the table, and I'm out there bagging them all up. I'm washing hand washing dishes. That's awesome. Preparing breakfast for these guys. Um so yeah, that my tone and my my tood changed a little <laughs> bit after that. So it was good. And the lake was beautiful. It's like That's 120 cool. feet deep in this lake. And we, just, we would just set anchor and float. It was awesome all day long. That's so cool. How was your weekend, man? It was really good. Um, I, I came off from a five-day um, amazing encounter with, uh, with Jesus through uh, about 400 or so high school kids Yikes. from Kansas and Nebraska. We went to... Uh, Stephen Hokinson and I and his wife Jane, um, uh, Caleb Munts and Alita Munt were uh, were part of that. Our sponsorship. We we uh, actually borrowed a couple vans from I believe Mr. Steve Ormord's church um, here in Dodge, and we we took uh, our twenty eight kids up there, and it's kind of cool because all all of our kids uh, were we're already saved and, um, getting to experience like the way they kind of, again, were servants to, to others and kind of showing them the ropes and, and learning as well. I, I always approach those things thinking, I gave this testimony Sunday at church, but, um, I always approach those kind of things with the attitude of, man, I can't wait to get in here and teach these kids something. And then I always end up getting taught <laughs> every yeah, time. Like sure. it's so good how, how the Lord just kind of pinpoints, uh, specific things in you and, and, and overrides, um, anything that you think, you know, any expectancy that you have and, and kind of, uh, just noting that, Hey, I've got something for you in this place. I want you to experience something. So, um, it was awesome, man. Five days of basically from six thirty in the morning till midnight every night, there was 
you know, itemize things to get done and, and get through, whether it be worship or teaching or quiet time or eating, of course, uh, rec time. And it really kind of, there was a part during rec time that really reminded me of um, the how important it is for us as believers to work together uh, for, for this kingdom mentality and these kingdom opportunities that the Lord uh, presents us with. And man, I just, I enjoyed so much just being able to kind of get to be a kid again for five days, you know? Yeah, getting up early was, you know, not, not exactly fun, but, um, we started with prayer time and it just, it just started the whole day. It was amazing. Saw many salvations, um, many, many rededications. Um, so it, it was a good week, man. I was excited to get home. And then of course, um, this week, uh, last night we did the, kickoff for the revival on friday prayer and praise and man that was fire last night it's bro. revival week Woo. revival week in dodge city yeah man it was really good we had uh i don't know how many churches were represented but it was open to everybody in town the assembly of god church here in dodge uh i about said steve ormore david graves and and his crew kind of hosted this praise and prayer night and it was really really good man really good i i think there's some i was talking to you about this before we started recording i think it's just something powerful about when uh, other churches are willing to step into another church like that sadly that doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. it just doesn't i feel yeah. like especially in this i'm, I'm gonna call dodge a small town because it is um in a small town like this we just so often we don't take advantage of opportunities to like unify and do mm-hmm. things together. And so when we do that, man, we're, we're like deliberately showing unification when we yeah. choose to step into somebody yeah. else's house. And it was, I think it paid off. I, yeah. I think it was, it was really, really uh, beneficial. I think to kind of start yeah. this week off. Cause we're, my mom's actually in charge of like some really cool prayer uh, throughout the week. Um, Revival doesn't happen without prayer, man. We talked mm-hmm. about that before too, and so just laying that groundwork and and like my mom says, tilling that ground for uh, for revival, for that mm. seed of revival, and it's it's gonna be so good. It's yeah. gonna be a good week. Yeah, it's man. It's gonna be a good week. Already is. It I, is. The there was like a tangible presence in that house last night uh, of the Holy Spirit. Um, Worship was off the hook. Uh, I think most of that was uh, the Assembly of God worship team, and they they were amazing. Um, Had four or five people get up there and just kind of speak their hearts. Tyler Ball, uh, Steve Ormore, Kirk Larson, um, you... Their, your mom. It was cool to it was cool to be a part of seeing so many different um, different people, like all for the same cause, ready to receive. And I think that that's the attitude that we came in there with. Like I had no expectation. I didn't care what it looked like. I just wanted to receive from the Lord, and I did in a big way for sure. Yeah, it was good, man. We're uh, we're really excited because this week. Uh, it's Monday right now. This this episode is going to release on Tuesday, so you're probably listening to this Tuesday morning, I'm guessing. You wake up, and this is the first thing you do is look for our podcast. We are having a guest on this week that I'm really excited about. Yeah. It's Josh Littlejohn. Yeah. yeah. If I had a uh, a clap <laughs> noise, I'd put it in right there. I might still do that. 
That's he might not appreciate that, he but might they might. <laughs> it's going to be so good, man, to, to touch base with him again. He's coming from Dallas down to the um, the Revival. He's going to be one of the speakers at the Revival, and we're going to get to hang out most, most of the day Friday. Uh, we may record some extra long bonus stuff, man, and break this into two different episodes, but it's going to be so good to sit down with him again, so we're excited about that. Um, I wanted to, unless you have something on your heart right now, is the Lord giving you something right now? I mean, I just kind of come into this one free, man. Yes. Whatever, whatever we need to do. Okay. So, uh, a buddy of mine, Jeremy Davis, is who I went to the lake with this weekend, and we had a good chance to sit down and talk. And we were—I don't know where it came from—but we were talking about bucket lists. We were talking mm. about, um, you know, in the natural, we always have these things we talk about, like I have to do this before I die or whatever. Uh, and we were talking about. Uh, all these things we wanted to do before, before our life was over. And it just got me to thinking, I think I've had a lot of those in my life that I've, things I've wanted to do. And we were kind of questioning what keeps us from, uh, pursuing those things. What keeps us from maybe even thinking that those things are possible. What are, have you ever had a bucket list, Scott? I haven't, I haven't written it down, but. Yes, I've had one. Like, what's what's something on your bucket list that you could rattle off? Okay, East Coast, West Coast. What? We gotta break this down. What, like hip hop? <laughs> like Biggie you, and Tupac? You, no, <laughs> I'm talking about Stephen Furtick and Bill Johnson. There you go. One's East, one West, and I want to hit both of those before I die. Both yeah. of those churches. That's cool. And That's maybe awesome. even go down south too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's awesome. That's cool. That's definitely like That's not something you had your whole life though. No. Did you ever have anything as a kid? Like Yeah, sure. Going to a professional football game. Um I don't know if he called it a bucket list back then. It was more like a dream, but um I think I think there's been a few things that I've been able to mark off, but definitely some more things I want to chase. Yeah. Do you add to it very often? I really don't, man, and yeah. that's probably not a good thing. I need to dream into that more yeah. for sure. That's cool. Yeah, and so ultimately, I think for me, especially as a kid, man, I just I didn't believe that uh I didn't believe that I could have good things. Yeah. You know? I I'm pretty sure I even made that comment a lot to my mom was like nothing good ever happens to me. Like yeah. my, my mom has actually reminded me that I've said that often. Um, as a child, like nothing good ever happens to me. You know, I came out of a divorced family and uh, don't really have a whole lot of great, exciting memories from childhood. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what our, our conversation was leading to. And I think it comes from this poverty mentality, you know, that we allow ourselves to have sometimes. Sure. Of like, sure. you know, I don't deserve that or, or whatever. But man, when you're when you're really living in the kingdom and experiencing freedom... Why would I think that God didn't want me to go to Wrigley Field? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's it's something too that I've been I've been really really thinking about. A lot of times our prayers are like, God, will you please provide the money so that we can go do that someday? Right. When, in all reality, I I should be just thinking, God, make this happen, like. Mm-hmm. I want to live like miraculously to where maybe maybe the way that he's going to provide for that is he's going to introduce me to somebody who has free tickets to a yeah. <laughs> Wrigley. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you know the reason I've never taken my family on like 
crazy vacations is because I think it's a money thing that's holding me back. When mm-hmm. in fact, there could be a guy who's got a killer cabin in Colorado and wants to give it to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so I don't I don't know. It's it's it isn't a matter of God, you know, make my life better, but the Bible clearly st- clearly states that he gives you the desires mm-hmm. of your heart, you know? Yeah. And do you think that he's not a good enough father that he wants his children to enjoy this life? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think uh, in light of that, given the desires of the heart, man, he puts desires in your heart for a specific reason. He will reach you anywhere he sees fit. And if it's on a mountaintop in Colorado, because that's where you desire to be, then he'll meet you there. But I think that we do limit ourselves when we don't dream and when we don't pray into things. And when we we kind of adopt that poverty mindset, like you said, I hope this happens one day. This is a dream of mine. Well, if God has handed me every tool I need to get to that place, then why am I not using them? Why am I not putting myself in a position to get to where I desire to be? Yeah, and I I wonder what the you got a, you got you got a frog in your throat? Something, man. Gosh, you got that water right there? Yep, I'm good. Okay, you're square. <laughs> I wonder what the turning point is then in the mindset because, um. I, I feel like there's a lot of people, and me included, if I let myself, we have these dreams, and they're they're simple dreams. Like, I, I really do want to go visit Wrigley Field. I grew up a Cubs fan. I want to go to Wrigley Field and, and watch the Cubs play ball. Like, I just think that's something that could totally happen, and I think that God's okay with that kind of thing, sure. you know? And so what um, – but I think there's plenty of people that just, as they grow up and that never happens, they just that let that just, dream die. That, that, that dream just falls off the list, mm-hmm. you know, and we put something else on there that seems to make a little Logical. more sense for, <laughs> for the life that I'm in right now. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know that God compares our bank accounts, mm. you know, I don't think that he looks at Stephen Furtick or looks at somebody else and says, well, their dreams can be bigger dreams because they, they have more money. Right. Darren, Darren, you need to keep your dreams within your bank account. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, like, no, that's good. It's true though, because word. we we do that, and I feel like my dreams should should far expand beyond my bank account. Absolutely, you know, and it should far expand beyond what I've ever experienced or what I think can happen for myself. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was a really fun conversation because man, there's lots of things I want to do. Yeah, I, I have this weird fascination with Nashville. Like, it's just because you're a good singer. Well, it's a it, like being in the in the uh, in the concert scene and and, and yeah. meeting a lot of bands that are from the Nashville area. I've always been interested in like going to those recording studios. Yeah, you know, those old school recording studios and going to those old record companies and stuff like that and just being in that area. Plus, I heard Nashville is like beautiful and really cool. Mm-hmm. But I could easily just oh that that'd be cool someday and then. All of a sudden, I've never been there, mm. and all of a sudden, that dream just dies. And I think that's sad. You yeah. know, I want to travel. I do. Right. Like you said, East Coast to West Coast. I I want to do that. I want to mm-hmm. go everywhere in between. Like he created so many things in other countries, bro. Yeah. Think of all the beautiful beaches that I'll probably never see unless I deliberately make a point to go see him. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I guess God created those things and didn't want Darren to experience. Them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no way, man. But he, it's a yeah. 
he he really wants you. I think he desires for us to experience those things. He he set the stars in the sky. He set the mountains, man, and the rocks cry out. So why wouldn't we? Like, I think there was last year at this time I was in Telluride, Colorado, one of the most beautiful places in North America I could ever think. And I haven't been a lot of places, but I remember my brother-in-law my brother-in-law and I were were hiking up this mountain with his son and my son and we got to like the top there was a plateau and I could see over in the southeast corner the Rockies but it, it, they they seemed so close that I could almost touch them and he reminded me that verse he he was talking to me said man I wonder if this is what God was thinking when he said the rocks will cry out. Look look how close they look to the heavens. And I just sat in awe. First of all, first of all I was trying to catch my breath. I thought I was going to die. But <laughs> once that slowed down, I could really take in the beauty and the majesty of how big God is, how expansive and intrusive he is. Like We could never imagine. We couldn't dream a, bi- a dream big enough that he couldn't fulfill it. I mean... It was amazing to me. And even coming down, I was just thinking, you made all this. You made all of this for us to enjoy. And I think that we have to get that concept in mind that, yeah, it's going to take a little travel. But the experience isn't isn't just in like getting there. But the trip along the way, the whole thing's an experience. Oh, for sure. You know, so. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, we can go back to that. God gives you the desires of your heart thing. And I totally agree with you. God actually inserts those yeah. desires in your heart. So when you when you realize that you have desires for something, it's because God put them there when you're in line with his will. Like when you're living your life according to his will, he puts those desires in there. Mm-hmm. Can we have selfish desires oh, yeah, in our there's life? fleshly desires. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's not the, those aren't the moments when we're living according to God's will. Right. And so I just, I really believe that it's a it's a major issue in the body of Christ, like our unwillingness mm-hmm. to dream mm-hmm. and to desire. Yeah, like people are so afraid of this prosperity gospel. Yeah, you know what that word really means in my in my mind is being prosperous. Like mm-hmm. he told us to be prosperous. I I will prosper you, not harm you. Yes, in the <laughs> word he said, be prosperous, yeah. and so it's like. If we if we don't allow ourselves to dream and have desires, I don't know, man. I just it's fun for me to think about that because this isn't about like selfish things. Oh, Darren wants to do this for selfish reasons. It's like why would I not want to go see some of the most beautiful things that oh, God's man. ever created? Yeah, you know that should be a desire of the heart. Yeah, really should. Yeah, I want to go to uh, Jerusalem someday. Yeah, you know I want to go and and see that the rock that Jesus cried blood on you know yeah. and i want to be in the garden and, and see all that why not why yeah. would i not want to that's the heartbeat of my faith mm-hmm. like that's the heartbeat of my quote-unquote religion that i choose to follow yeah um yeah there's just things like that man that i believe that only we have the power to let those dreams die sure you know sure once god puts that dream on your heart or puts that desire in your heart it's then a god sure. desire and it's then a god dream we can absolutely just let that thing fade mm-hmm. away. You know, the, the enemy wants it to fade away. So he's going to put up things to make us believe that we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Make us believe that we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Make us believe that we're too busy to do it. But 
I don't know. It it was no, an ex- it, it was an exciting conversation because I'm like, you know what? It isn't a matter of I deserve this. It's a matter of God. He loves me that much. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he wants me to experience life to yeah. the to the what to the fullest to the full. Yeah, you know yeah. that's not that's not locking yourself in your basement and believing you can't go anywhere. <laughs> You know or, what I mean? or saving your whole life and saying, when I'm 85 and retired, I can do it. That's Man, right. Life is now. Like, it so much is now. We talked a little bit about that on Sunday about how the Second Corinthians 5 17, you know, the verse that says, For if anyone is in Christ, he's a brand new creation, the old is gone, behold, the new has come. Like living in that beholding of the new coming is a constant process. Like there's a brand new being within me. My desires have changed, right? And now I'm just living out of the concept of a kingdom kid. Like I care about xyz because god has put the desire in my heart and it's not we can get to the point where like it's a tug of war and we can think about well my flesh wants this was wants this but my spirit wants this we're not called to live in the flesh galatians 2 20 says what i've been crucified with christ it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me so that opened up a whole realm of heavenly activity me activity for me to understand like if God puts something in my heart if he's cultivating a a place to plant a seed in my heart then that's got to be a desire of mine and just like standing on that mountain looking at the Rockies spending that time with my brother-in-law my son and my nephew that was a desire it was so breathtaking for me to stand back and go gosh I'm so small on the scale of things you're so small on the scale of things and I really think that you you said something about the enemy can come in and try to get you to doubt things. Like, there may not be a tomorrow, D. Let's be real. There may not be time tomorrow. Yeah. And and one thing I've noticed, if I can say this in my life, if I've dreamt something and it's a desire of mine and I don't do it, somebody else is going to get to experience that. That's right. And then what happens? You get this jeal- this kind of jealousy thing. That was my dream. That comparison. Yeah. yeah. Why does he get to do it and I don't? Why are they, yeah. you know. He must be more in the Lord's favor than I am. Right. Yeah. Right. No, so. and you, you mentioned the whole retirement thing too. Yeah. Guys, we're not we're not encouraging you to go out and just blow your money. You know, we're not encouraging you to go out and spend like super liberally or whatever. There's there's a there's a thing for being good stewards of your money, being good stewards of your time. But I I, I wonder what it looks like if we believe that verse that God gives you the desires of your heart. Mm. That when that desi- when you notice there's a desire and you're in line with the Lord's will, I wonder if what happens if we nurture that. I wonder what happens if we wake up in the morning believing, you know what? That's a desire that God gave me. Mm -hmm. That's my desire. That's a good thing. We pray into that and we work that thing out. And I wonder if God makes a way, man. And what we'll find in that process is there is people that desire the same things, have the same dreams. And then you cultivate this kind of prophetic culture that, hey, let's pray into this thing. Let's foretell and foretell this thing until it comes to pass. And and that's what I love, man, is the intimacy between people that have the same vision. And you can have a vision, but not clearly see the end result of that vision. 
And I believe that God fulfills that along the way. But that starts with that desire that he places within you. And it's all to get to know him more intimately. I mean, let's be real. At the end of the day, yeah. it's designed that we would come closer to the king, period. Yeah, that's good. So You know, the, the whole retirement thing, uh, if we all waited until retirement, we're oh. never doing things with our kids. Yes. Think about that. Mm. That means our kids are waiting until they retire. Yep. And then their kids are waiting until they retire. Yeah. You think God doesn't love our families that he wants us to make mm. memories with our kids, Yeah, you know, and see, and I'm, I'm in a place where I'm always called to teach my kids. Mm-hmm. I want to take them to see God's creation too, you know, yeah. and, and, and show them, look, this is the stone where Jesus knelt mm-hmm. and, and, and shed blood, you know, tear, blood tears. Like that's, man, it's just a, that's a lie from the enemy that we can't experience. Sure. That. That's a complete lie. I'm actually getting kind of ticked off right now, to be honest with you, like that I've bought into that lie for so long in my life. Me too. You know? Me too. Yeah. I'll I'll be 38 next month. Whoa. 38 years old. And I've allowed that lie to like fester in my heart. Whoa. Do you think that hasn't passed down to my kids? Oh. You know what I mean? I see it, man. It's easy to pass that lie down to your kids that, oh, my my parents couldn't do anything until they retire. Well, either can I. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. man, that angers me. Yeah, that's that's good that there's a stirring. I, I yeah. feel the same way, man. Yeah. Like my my son told me the other day, um, basically, I don't know how to. I don't want to like put him on the spot. He he told me the other day uh, we, we were kind of having a, a small little argument, and I was trying to tell him like you basically you need to do this and you need to do that. And the conviction hit me when he told me, well, God, well, dad, you're not always here to teach me. Whoa. Like, dude, it, it wrecked me. Like he wanted to spend time with his dad and his dad was spending time on things and other people. And he sees that, yeah. especially from a ministry perspective as a pastor. My son sees me pouring out my heart into other people. And a lot of times he's left on the back burner and those are the things that keep me up at night. Those are the things that are like, man, I don't want anybody else raising my kid. This is my responsibility. So he has dreams too. He has aspirations. Yeah, he good. has visions. And I need to come in line with those and what he's thought about doing in his life. I need to come in line with those so I can steward the responsibility as a parent to show him the greater nature of the father. That's and really, really good. Yeah, man. That's just being real. That's just letting it out and yeah, just being real. Man, I I can't wait for. That's such a passion of mine is to. It's really cool that we're doing this like together because I'm so passionate about helping the church see their created value. Mm-hmm. But then I'm able to look at myself and think, man, I didn't. I haven't lived that way. Like yeah. I don't think I'm worth it. You know, mm. there's times I don't think that. That's for me, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm excited when a friend of mine gets to go overseas or gets to go on a cruise or gets to go do and see the most beautiful things. That's exciting for me, for them. But there's something inside of me that really believes sometimes that's not in my cards. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude, I get it. And yeah, I'm like a broken record right now. Oh no, man. It's but good. it's, it's real. but it's, yeah, it's, it's very real. And I think we've got power and we've got authority on this planet. You know, we have power and authority to take those thoughts captive. And so I'm thankful that it took 
Me go because the lake of the Ozarks is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was awesome weather, bro. That water was so stinking warm. Mm-hmm. There was one day when it was cooler outside. It was like eighty some degrees outside. It was warmer in the water. Wow, you know that's cool. And it was just it was it was amazing. And it took me just just having this real conversation with a friend about bucket lists. Mm-hmm. I think we were literally talking about like going and you know seeing a concert or something. Um, was on a bucket list and we could cross it off. And then I got to thinking, well, what else is on my bucket list? You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's, I think that we as Christians need to understand that it's not just important for us to dream, but we've got permission to dream. We've got permission to dream big, like big things happen from big, from little dreams, man. Mm -hmm. That little dream starts. It isn't like God ever gives us the full package, like the full picture. Mm. So think about that for a second. It isn't like God has given me, my wife wants to go on a cruise. She's always wanted to go on a cruise. <laughs> and money's always been the issue, you know? Yeah. Time or money has always been the issue. And it isn't like God's given me this picture or this dream of what that trip's going to look like. No, mm-hmm. it takes work. Like, yeah. you got to work that dream out. So it starts with the seed, mm-hmm. you know? I think everything in the kingdom starts with the seed. Mm-hmm. A, king, a, a vision, a dream, a desire starts with the seed. And we have like permission to speak into those things. We have permission to, um, to work those things out, go to the scripture. Right. You're not going to find anything in scripture that says that you don't deserve quote unquote to go on a trip. Right. You're not going to find anything right. in the scripture that tells you that God doesn't love you as much as he loves John Doe, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're a guy who's in full-time ministry. We all know all the secret things about ministry that it's not financially, you know, <laughs> blessing. It's not, you know, you have to live in a trailer in a van down by the river if you're going to go full-time <laughs> ministry. Those are fears that yeah. are injected huh. in us, right? Sure. And so, like, for, for you, what's that look like? I mean, is that ever something you've ever struggled with? Like, ministry-wise, thinking that you don't, you know, this is what you signed up for, you know? The f- You mean the fear of it? Or yeah, what? Yeah, or, like, maybe the... Is, uh, I don't know. I I just feel like in this country, especially, that's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. bro, you got to be careful if you're gonna go full time ministry. And like, yeah. they put, oh, they put, yeah. oh, they put fear in your heart about don't don't leave your job, bro, because it's not gonna be something that's gonna be financially stable for your family. Yeah, no, you know? I I heard that the whole way through uh, from people very close to me. Actually, I'm not gonna mention any names, but they were family members, and they said, "Are you gonna be able to make it work on that kind of salary?" And I looked at them like, if I was doing it for money, I wouldn't be doing it. Because, like, logically, it doesn't make sense. Right. It really doesn't. You look at this family of four trying to live off X, Y, Z amount of money and look at your expense. And it doesn't work. But guess what? God's always made it work for me. And it's not easy but one of the you said fear and that really struck a nerve with me because yeah. i did live off that for probably for the first 4 years of the ministry my whole persona about uh upkeeping in the church was all from a physical point of view instead of a spiritual one. My biggest fear was like I was going to tick somebody off. They were going to leave and pull their checkbook, and I was going to be on the street trying to work a full-time job again or holding four jobs down like I did the first two years of my ministry, Right, like just picking up side jobs so I could preach on Sundays because that was my passion. That was the desire that God put in my heart was to teach and preach to people. And I was going to do whatever I had to to make that happen. But there also came a time when God 
showed me through other people, like you have a certain authority in this. You've been placed in a position for, uh, first of all, a position of righteousness with the father. And secondly, like he's entrusted you to this. And sometimes you just got to say, this is the vision I have from the Lord, get in or get out. And that's essentially what happened. And, you know, it, it wasn't easy, but I'm so thankful for the opportunity and for uh, the ability that God gave me to to see his blessings through those. And that was a big fear. I think sometimes that thing still tries to creep in. Like, what if the church falls? What if it fails? What if everybody stops giving? Yeah. Well, I guess if they do, they do, and we're on to the next. I mean, I'm not saying I'll, I'm just going to pick up like nothing's happened here and we're just going to leave, but... Dude, I can't be motivated by fear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that, ju- that's judging your call based on your circumstances. Exactly. Right? I guess that I'm not called. No faith at all. <laughs> I guess I'm not called to do this because I don't see the the fruit or I don't see right. the means. No, that's good, man. It takes absolutely no faith for me to do the same thing I've always done, dude. None. That's good. Like you know what I'm there there's supposed to be a continual walk, right? From yeah. glory to glory. Like it takes me no faith to do the same thing when I started the ministry as, you know, five, six, seven, eight years later. And I'm not saying stray from sound theology and sound. I'm not, don't crucify me. I'm talking about growing in my faith. If the Lord plants a desire in your heart and it's bringing you closer to him, then you need to chase that at any cost. Forget the fear, live off the faith that he's gotten you this far. He's not going to let you fall, you know? And it, You'll, you'll always have people that say that, what you said, like, well, be careful, you know, yeah. <clears throat> this and this and that might happen if you do this. Yeah. They call it wisdom, right? Sound <laughs> warning. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it'll sit right with your soul or it won't. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit is discerning spirit. So, yeah. you know, there is good warning. There is good people that God sends and say, hey, you need to watch this step. But there's also people... Oh man, now you're gonna get me preaching. There's <laughs> also people that are in your corner praying for you that you don't know while there's people in your churches waiting for you to fail. There you go. Like I'm yeah. just being real. Yeah. And so the concept comes in mind: Are we here to serve God or people? I'm not out. I'm not out for like the. Uh, um, I'm not out to you know, work for the reputation of men. Yeah. I want to please God, man. That's good. That's it. It's all I want to do. And if that looks crazy, I was on my face last night in that service because I just, again, felt like the Lord was like, go lower. Yeah. Go man. lower, man. Get, get on your face. You know, who cares what it looks like? Like good. go lower, allow me to wash over you. And I'm thankful that I have people like you that, helped keep me in check of that man it's not that we're not dreaming together but if sometimes if this dream doesn't align with the kingdom then we're gonna have to cut it yeah no that's so that's awesome i agree 100 is that what they say 100 100 (laughs) 100 how do you spell that man this has been good i one thing i wanted to say too i've i'm excited to have josh on next week because we're going to talk a little bit about this too but Sometimes people in your life use, they use the word wisdom to like overcome the word faith. Mm -hmm. And just as an example, like I, when Peter started to step out of that boat and 
those those disciples probably could have and maybe should have grabbed him and pulled him back into the boat because it was unsafe, mm-hmm. right? And they could have called that wisdom, like Peter. This isn't a wise move. It's not wise to step onto. Am I, am I disagreeing that there should be wisdom in things? No, man, there should be wisdom. But here's the deal. Faith trumps wisdom. Mm-hmm. Faith trumps wisdom. Because what we're talking about there is like human wisdom as opposed to supernatural wisdom, mm. right? And so it's not always wise to step out into the water <laughs> according to other men' opinion. It's not always wise to step out of that boat. But faith doesn't see that. Faith looks and says, you know what? I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if so-and-so is telling me this isn't a wise move. I feel the spirit mm. leading me to step out of this yeah. boat. You know, I feel the spirit lead me to plan this freaking trip. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go on this trip. So well, I'm going to start life on that cruise. Stop I'm going to start. About it. I'm going to start dreaming with the Holy Spirit, who's going to comfort not just me. Mm-hmm. He's going to comfort my bank account. He's the comforter. Mm-hmm. He's going to comfort everything that I consider to be a yeah. deficit. Man, we're going to get into this prosperity thing, but he can increase. Oh yeah, he can increase with a, what, what we consider a deficit. That's Dude, good. There's Woo. a you said you said faith trumps wisdom. Faith trumps human wisdom. That's right. Period. That's why the Bible says to seek wise counsel, not just any counsel, wise counsel. And it says lean not on, on your, your own. Yes. Understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, that's that's a good word. I I really think that um faith is the beginning of of finding yourself. Obviously, it's the beginning of finding Christ, but knowing your identity comes from the faith that you have in the Father, and that's just so good that we serve a we serve a good Dad, man, and He loves His kids, and He He loves to shower us with blessings. Believe it or not, He really does love you. Like, get over yourself. He loves you. So, um, I I want to say one thing before yeah. we wrap. I want to give a shout out to my lovely amazing beautiful mom cindy tilly oh, she i thought did, you were gonna go wife and i was like dang she, it you do this every freaking time <laughs> every time it's time for my mom i she is an avid listener she loves this she's a great supporter uh, mom i just love you so much and i hope you feel as blessed as you make everyone around you so love you mom yeah mom i too <laughs> want to reach out to you mom and just tell you how awesome you are. <laughs> Scott's not the only one that has a great mom. So thanks, mom. Love you. No. Scott, you always set the tone, bro. I don't You're know. like the standard bearer, man, of like how to be a husband, how to be a son. Yeah. Dude. God God, me. God blessed Buckland Community Church with a guy who's like the standard bearer. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm blessed. Christianity. Man. I'm That's super so blessed. Good. I would agree with that. Super blessed 100%. with those around me. Well, man, that's about it. Let's uh, let's close this thing out. You mind praying us out, man? We want to like pray for like mindsets yeah. to shift yes. in, the, in the in the church in regards to like the the P word, the prosperity word, yeah. in regards to like blessing. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity that we have uh, just to speak, be a mouthpiece for you. Um, I love I love your word. We love the way it changes us, and we it, we should be consistently um, changing into the image 
um, of your son from glory to glory. And, and I just thank you that you've entrusted us with this thing. God, you've given us perspective. You've given us a kingdom perspective to take what we've learned from you and show it to the world. And I thank you that um, we're called above reproach, God, that you, you with what you've trusted us with, you give us divine direction. And I thank you for the faith that's increased every time we make a step when it doesn't make sense. And I thank you for the revival that this Friday, um, that it's going to bring. And yes. not just one event, God, but we can live in revival because yes. it starts in the heart. I spoke a little bit on this passage when Jesus said the kingdom's not here or there, but it's actually in you because I'm in your presence. And we can carry that. We can carry that with the comfort of knowing Regardless of where we are, you are with us. We want to speak into the lives of those around us, whether it be through a podcast or or um, physical interaction, man, just laying hands on and praying for people. We want to see signs, wonders, and miracles, manifestations, impartations. Father, we want it all. We just we ask for your sweet countenance to be upon us as we as we take this um, this DNA that you've given us, as we talked about last night, this kingdom DNA that you've grafted in us. Father, we can take it with us where we go. We don't have to leave it on the shelf when we go on vacation. We can take it with us and you receive all the glory. We give you thanks and praise. We love you, Jesus. Thanks for being our God in your name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, guys, four words we're leaving you with. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Get these episodes out there to your friends, guys. If you like this, if you like what we're doing, share it. Until next time, be blessed.